Okay, so fun story. I'm at the gym this morning, uh, and of course, I have to talk about me going to the gym because that's I mean, what people go to. Congratulations, Melody. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm round of applause. Well Good done. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, way to go, man. Had to throw it on the podcast, didn't you? Well, yes, I did. No, so I'm at the gym this morning, and there's a CrossFit um, CrossFit class going on that I'm not in, by the way, because I'm not. That, <laughs> I was going to say, not wow, athletic. you did CrossFit. No, Whoa. <laughs> no, sir. No, props to you know a lot of people bang on the CrossFit people. Those people could kick my oh, ass, absolutely. so I'm not going to do that. Um, so I'm at the CrossFit, you know, as I'm walking by them, and they're like going hard. <laughs> I'm walking by them, and it and it hits me. Um, you know, I, I just think about all the CrossFitty things that happen, <laughs> or the really people that are more dedicated than than me at, at this thing. And one of the things that hit me uh, as I'm leaving, I go to a gas station to get a couple things. I usually get like a sugar-free Gatorade yeah. and stuff because that seems to help. And I look in the fridge and I see these. And um, oh, this, I know what for that some is. reason, yes. Yeah, yeah, right. So for those of you that I, I don't know, that's going to focus <laughs> on it, but but yeah. Uh, this is a Bang Energy Drink. By the way, they do not sponsor us. This is not an endorsement, um, and it's really not an endorsement because no. I have not. I've never. I've never tasted one. Oh, dude, you have been so, missing out. That's awesome. What flavor? Are you gonna do? Uh, also, are you so gonna do a live is, taste I, test here? Is that what's gonna happen? Oh, oh, hundred oh, percent. Yes. So I've never had one of these, and so the the funny thing is, it's like I, I was like, okay, go pick one up. This is this is if nothing else, it's a funny bit for the podcast, <laughs> right? Uh, so. So I, I picked this up, and then I was like, you know what? I don't know that I grabbed the right flavor. This may be Uh-oh. pure ass. <laughs> um, it, it may be. I don't know. I have no clue. I have no frame of reference. I just – all my friends that work out talk about these. Um, so anyways, I get on Facebook, and I posted, and I, I I thought this would probably get a reaction, but I had no <laughs> idea. And I mean like just comment after comment. I, I asked, hey, I'm, I'm – I'm gonna try bang for the first time today. Oh, I'm uh, which sure. I made sure I yeah, said. Yeah, I'm sure some people really latched drink. onto that post for sure. <laughs> yeah, I said bang drink. And anyways, so I get all these people. I, I mean, like we're talking like tons of comments, and people are just like Atkins, you got to try this flavor, this flavor. Or you get the other side of somebody that said, oh, I don't do energy <laughs> drinks, and like you know, and everybody has an opinion. And, not on Facebook. Um, Come on, you know, that's not true. No, not not no. on Facebook. Uh, and uh, you know, so I get on, and like the thing that I notice really quickly is nobody mentioned this flavor <laughs> as their favorite. So oh. there were a lot of there were a lot. Of, no, yeah, I know I was kind of bummed, but there were a lot of different. Like nobody, there, there wasn't like one that kept coming up over and over. There was a couple that was two times, but like a lot of them, but nobody said this. And so I, I I've never tried one. This is probably the worst thing <laughs> that I can do is try one without. So I'm gonna actually we're gonna crack oh, it that's open. Exciting. What did you say? What the flavor was already? It is purple haze. Oh wait, I have had that one. Oh, I yes. Okay, so no, don't tell no, me. No, no, don't tell me because I've because okay. I've had some of both kinds, good and bad. <laughs> Doesn't smell terrible. Doesn't smell terrible. But apparently, this is something that the kids who like to work out like to drink. Um, some no, some things to note: zero carbs, zero sugars, zero calories, zero artificial flavors. So, what is in this? <laughs> um, and this is where this is where it gets incredibly interesting. Is when you get into um, when you get into caffeine that that's where I'm a little afraid <laughs> of. of well, this. the good, folk, uh, the, and I'm the good folks say, at Bang right now are going, "What the hell is this guy doing? What is going on?" No, here? no, no. And this is our <laughs> this is probably our first uh, cease and desist. If, if I'm just gonna be, uh, so we're gonna try this though, and, and I hear really good things. And so I should say this: I'm making this out to be a negative, but like I I, I hear extremely good things. So let's let's try this. Oh no! There's no way that's. 
It's not okay. that. Okay. It's not that okay. at all. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how somebody incorporates this in their workout uh. routine. Like it is pretty delicious. Um, but I feel like I'm drinking Kool-Aid, which I guess is sort of the <laughs> point, exactly right? That's exactly the point. Uh, Cuz I know I know where your head was going just now. You were going, "How does this have no sugar?" right? Is that, I mean, oh, 100%. is that possible? Well, I feel like there's got to be something that's incredibly bad for me. Uh, all that aside, we're not here today to talk about that. I could literally talk about this for the next hour. I really could. Um, what are we here to talk about today? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I'll tell you right now, this topic does have a lot to do with drinking bang, and that is being able to work from home. And we're going to talk about what's good about it. And what is not so good about it? Kind of like the Bang Energy drink. It's going to be feel the same way. So let's talk about working from home. All right. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Okay, man. You and I have touched on this topic before when we've been hanging out. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to kind of dig a little deeper because I want to, I want to know about your overall impressions about something that's very near and dear to both of us right now, and and for you it has been for a really long time, and that's working from home. So I've I've shared with you a little bit about some of my feelings about it, especially over the last couple of years, how how it's been just a giant giant adjustment for me. Because I mean, you know, my past, I come from a very large kind of corporate world with a very big team that I was a part of, and to make that change to working from home is, has has been quite an adjustment for he for me, especially. I mean, <laughs> I've literally only got my cat at my side, you know, so it's, it's one of those things that's been kind of challenging and adjustment. So tell me about you. I mean, start, start, start at the very beginning. When did you actually start working from home full time? And then just talk a little bit about that transition and, and initial challenges you had. Um, so I was doing, I, I started this, this gig that you would consider this company um, or ish, a company like this. I started this gig probably late 2010. Okay. Um, leading in 2011. And the reason I can lock that in in my head is because my kiddo was born like right yep. after. Yep. And so he's, he's 11, almost 12. And so that, that was around the time I started. And that, but I was still 100% in the practice, uh, in the chiropractic practice at the time. And so kind of my chiropractic routine is I had like this, this circle that I would run around every day. And so I'd see patients and I was just running this circle. And then, um, I would go out to lunch and I had a two hour lunch uh, and everybody was like, Oh, it must be nice. I have a two hour lunch. Um, but I would, I would work during those two hours. It was networking. So I would go to a lot of lunches. I would go in that. That's all I did. That's how I built the practice. But, but I was very, very active yeah. um, all day. I was on my feet all day. I was doing things. I was seeing patients, talking to people it was very, very active. Uh, a lot of times when I went home, I would, I would go to another networking event. So like it was nonstop. And then somewhere along the way, it was probably around 2012 is when this really started kicking up. And I, 2012, 2013, I brought in another doctor to help me. And that's when I started sort of transitioning out. And um, I remember finally, I, I was just like, okay, I've not been in the office in two weeks. And it's it's running without hmm. me because the other doctors got right. this. And so what ended up happening is I decided I was going to sell the practice and we we're going to do this full time. We we're going to go for it, right? Like. We were going to see if if me being available more meant more money. At that point, I had enough money coming in every month that I, it wouldn't have mattered if we did. But you know, we were going to see if there was more room to grow, and, and oh, was there? Um, but but those initial few months, um, that first year was rough. I remember I put on 
10, 15 pounds like mm. right away. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't eating anything different. It wasn't like I was just like gorging myself. It was just literally, I was sitting on my butt oh, all okay. day. I mean, I wasn't used to this, you know, I was, I wasn't used to having to go work out at a level. It's not like I didn't work out, but like I, I wasn't used to having to work out at a level to compensate for not running that circle uh. every day. And, and you know, so like I put on 10, 15 pounds like right away and I had to like do something about that. And you know, that was like, Okay, because at the time when I was like making that transition, I was like, oh my gosh, life is going to be so great when I don't have to go to an office. I can literally, if I'm not on camera, I can, you know, that day I don't even have to put pants on. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And now I'm going to complain a lot about that first few years here in a second. And everybody at home that's listening to us, man, is going to be like, oh, must be not, you know, too, uh, how <laughs> some someone sitting like, in a oh, cubicle so right terrible. now going, this freaking guy, come yeah. on. They're, they're sitting in a cubicle right now listening to us when they should be working yeah. and no and we're and we're just like oh my life's terrible no but the first year was incredibly hard and everybody that i know that works from home has gone through this every single person from people that i brought on to my team to people that i know that have their own you know gig that they're doing it whether they went freelance or you know whatever yeah. it is but what happens is the first little bit i put on like 10 pounds and i got depressed <laughs> and Nothing was wrong at home. I had a healthy kid. My wife was doing great. Like my family was doing great. I had great friends, but I got depressed. And I I, I could not figure out what was going on the first little bit. And so setting the stage, when I first got into this, I was so excited to finally have a business that could I could afford to not do the yeah. other stuff. But there were some things that came with it, and I'm sure we'll get into uh, that story in a second. Well, I'm gonna have some more of my bang right now. <laughs> while right. We're, so. You should. Well, I mean, you touched on something there. I I think it's important to touch on. You say you say depressed. What what were you feeling? What was what was kind of going on with you? What what kind of internal stuff do you have going on? I was just down. Yeah. Like I didn't know what it was. You just couldn't I, wrap I wasn't, your head like, around ups. it. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just remember feeling like I didn't want to go do anything anymore. Um, and but I was like, you know, I knew that would maybe help solve some of it. But the, but what is happening is this is. Every single day, and it took me a while to figure this out, every single day in my practice, I was interacting with all these people I was on. I was getting feedback from people about things that I was talking huh. about. And I had I had all of this built-in stuff that was happening. And I was seeing the sunlight. You know, even though I was in a in a clinic, I was still getting to see the sun. And what happened is it's like my hours immediately changed. Like one of the number one things I hated about being in a in a business is my hours were like seven a.m. to six p.m. Right, and the absolute first thing that I did, and this is for good or for good or bad, was I started getting up at eleven. Like, you know, I, I didn't have to. I mean, even if I got up early, I went back yeah. to bed. And the reason the reason is is because those were more my yeah. hours. Um, I'm a much better person when I work late at night. And you early you was at you've, this and point. You've, well, oh, you've wow. always been that way. You were that way when we were when we were young. Yeah, yeah. That was your thing. You stayed up late. Like that was that was a thing. Right. I stayed up late. I'm very productive yeah. at night. And I was really, really productive at that point. Even when I was working full time, that's when I would do this gig and that's how right. I built it. I would come home from work, take a few hours with the family, and then when I went to bed, I would work on this gig. So I got rid of a lot of that morning stuff because um, you know, it, it, and a lot of people are like, Well, Atkins, that's just kind of being lazy. Here's where that really came in. I had severe headaches for a while while I was in the clinic, and it was because of sleep pattern things. Yeah. And so when I quit going to the clinic, the headaches were gone. 
Like it was amazing how quickly those things went away and it was a sleep thing. So anyways, that's not an excuse, but the idea is like my hours changed. And so my rhythm got off and I wasn't seeing people. Mm. And it's amazing to me how hard it is to detach from seeing a normal work crowd every day. Like, some of you are sitting there right now being like, well, I'd love to get rid of some of my coworkers <laughs> and not see them every day. Uh, I get that too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, but I mean, really, even the ones that like, you're not, you know, you don't want to see all the time. It's amazing how much you're, you know, you crave that interaction. I can be very extroverted, but I'm also, I'm very introverted and like I get my energy from being away from mm-hmm. people. And so I thought that that would play really well for me, but it actually really knocked me down for a while. And so, That first year was really all about figuring out why I was depressed. Um, I was still making good money. You know that that went up. Yeah, it wasn't like money. The money went down, so I was depressed, and I was, or I was stressed. Like the money actually went up. But the idea was, is something was wrong, and it really had a lot to do with the change in schedule and um, the lack of people. Now, here's what comes with that, and and I think this is probably the next thing we need to talk about. My taking care of myself habits shifted Uh. Um, it's amazing and i think this is this is a podcast in itself or a whole book if you wanted to put it this way a lot of how we have confidence in ourselves and you know how we present ourselves to the world and like all those things comes from routines i didn't know this at the time i mean i knew it but i didn't know it yeah right comes from routines so getting up and taking a shower in the morning brushing your teeth and doing those kinds of things and maybe going out and having a run or going to the gym all of those things when i was in the clinic i had to do before i got to work i had to do because i was in front of people when you're home you don't and i know that sounds gross but like some days you don't have to put on pants some days you don't have to take a shower until the end of the day but what happens to your mind during those periods of that you haven't done it completely shifts how you feel about yourself. And so a lot of the depression was coming from not only was I missing people, not only was my schedule different, but the routines that I had built in beforehand that were just sort of, you know, self, you know, taking care of myself. um, It wasn't that I wasn't still doing them. It's just the way that I did them had shifted and it really threw my whole sense of self off. Um, and, And so there's a lot to dig into there. But that was that's really where it started. Well, it's like you're preaching straight to me because I feel I've felt all those things over the last few years. And I think there's probably a lot of people in our web that have felt the same way. So it's it's important to to realize number one, you're not alone when you feel like that. But also there there are ways to work yourself through that, whether it's establishing routines or or whatever it is. Right. So I think that's that's really good stuff. So uh, fast forward to now. So talk about uh, you know obviously that's it's been a little while since you started working from home. What kind of what kind of routines have you built up? What kind of habits have you built up? What's what's going good for you now about working from home? What, how's it how's it come to your advantage? So it's the shift, right? Is is you learn how to deal with these things, and and I don't want anybody at home to think that I am like perfect at this uh, at this point, even after all these years, right? I'm not, but where I am the absolute happiest, and this just completely blows my mind. Where I'm the absolute happiest is when I get up at five a.m. I know <laughs> I get up at five a.m. and I go to the yeah. gym, right? I come back from the gym and I get a shower. I you know groom myself like an, an actual adult. <laughs> And uh, I go down and hang out with my wife and kiddo for a couple of minutes before he goes to yep. school. And, and then like from there, um, I start doing a little bit of work before anybody else in the world gets up. Any of my team gets up. 
I get a little bit of done. And even if all it is, is just checking my email and doing a few things right. like that. That's it. And so it's like the thing that I was trying to avoid before, <laughs> um, you know, once I built that in, now, even if I come back here and I'm tired and need to go to sleep, it's still, it still works. But something about getting up at that 5 a.m. mark and getting a few things out of the way is absolutely huge for a couple things. Um, number one, my whole day starts off in a completely different way from a productivity standpoint because I get more work done in the days that I have like that than I do sometimes in the entire week when I'm doing that routine. Yeah. But the other thing is from a confidence level, you wouldn't think that sitting behind a computer, talking on a microphone, I mean, even if we weren't on camera, that it would matter. But if you were to listen to me after I've been to the gym in the morning, showered on mic versus when I haven't, you could absolutely tell if you knew. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing. And so it's one of those things where you start understanding, I had routines in my past life because my job dictated those yeah. routines. Okay. Now I have to build in routines myself, and I'm the one that's responsible for those routines. And I think the number one thing with anybody that's starting a business, even if you're incredibly self-motivated, it's hard in the beginning because you realize that you can make it whatever you want. Yeah. And sometimes you shift it in a direction because you can, um, even though maybe you shouldn't. And so I, I think that's the thing over the years I've realized is there is a fit for me. And, and the problem is, is you have to find it because sometimes, and, and I'm the perfect case of this, sometimes the routine doesn't match anything that you've ever had in your life. And I never wanted to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> sometimes I'm not to sleep by yeah. 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh you know, and so kind of how it works now is even if, even if I've, you know, sometimes I do this, man, I'll go to sleep at like nine, 10 o'clock just because I get tired. I'll wake up at one in the morning. I'll go get some work done. Or when 5 a.m. rolls around, I want to go to sleep, yeah. but I, but I still got to go to the gym. And that's the thing. It's like, that's, that is the number one thing I've realized is even if you got to go to the gym and come back and go to sleep, that one thing that I put in my day completely changes the trajectory <laughs> of my day. And the other part of that is is if I do it on Monday, completely changes the trajectory of me traje trajectory. What is in this? <laughs> Spark, talk talk about Lord. part of your new daily routine. I think bang energy drinks have, have worked uh, their way in. I don't I, no, it's delicious, but I don't know that I can. So anyways, completely changes my week. And so, you know, I don't think that the, the 5 a.m. thing is for everybody. I really, yeah. really don't. But for me, the number one thing was what are those little points in your day that you can inject one or two things that get you on the right track? And I tell you, that first year of doing this was bad. The second or third year was pretty bad, too. It wasn't like I didn't improve, but I didn't have it down to what I have it down to now. And so I think the number one thing is if you're kind of in that spot right now where you're transitioning, don't change your times mm. up. No matter what. Like, even though you can point. Don't change. Don't change your times yep. up, and I guarantee you, you will transition more effectively. Even if you end up ultimately a year later with completely different times, keep your schedule. Still get up at the same time. Still keep moving the way you would keep moving. Just your work time that you had before is your work time then, and it will all work itself out. Don't be like me and oh, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I can I, as long as I get my work done. Who cares? And and it, you, it leads to bad things. Well, you are, so I mean, that, that's you, the you weren't the only one. I I guarantee you that was the first thing I thought in my head. Was like, oh man, I could sleep as long as I want. Like that's to me that meant that was the freedom I was 
you know, I thought I was looking for, right? Well, then as I, as I got a little more into it, I found out, oh, that's causing, that's causing more damage than it is good for me. I thought it was really, really good for me at first because it's like my body needed to deprogram from, you know, several years of, of the corporate rat race, right? But it's, it's, uh, right. it, uh, it, my, once my body did that, it's like, okay, I need some sort of new motivation. And I think motivation is a good word. And I want you to talk about that for a second too, because I think motivation, um, especially from and i think you're you're probably think about it the same way your it sounds like your motivation has come from the way you feel throughout the day that drives your motivation to start the day the right way and things like that but what are the kind of motivating factors are you finding along the way that kind of help you you know keep those routines going or or you know establishing new ones or challenging yourself along the way and making sure every day is is something that you can take away and walk away proud of um, I had to deprogram myself uh, because what I was taught was completely wrong and it did not serve me when I moved into this part of yeah. my life um, where I, I had more freedom. What happened is this. I used to do certain things because I wanted the direct outcome of those things. Going to the gym is the perfect yeah. example. Uh, I, I would go to the gym to lose weight. I would go to the gym to get stronger. And while all of those things are byproducts of that, it was a complete dead end for me. It wasn't a motivator. I don't. Yeah. Um, what the gym became to me at first was simply this: Can I check a box on that day? And all I had to really do, and all I really try to do, because I get out of the habit sometimes, just like everybody. I'm not. Yeah. I am not a gym rat. Like you know, it's it's hard. It's still hard for me. But it it's impossible to me if I'm going to lose weight. If I'm going to uh, get stronger, I, I those things just don't motivate me for some reason. Yeah. The idea, though, is is if I'm going to the gym to check a box that I made it that day, it's like it's a challenge. I have to get five in a row or I have to get three out of five. Yeah. That's it. And so when I started to detach from my brain that and the whole goal was just to be, let's show the world that I can go. Yeah. Everything changed in terms of my whole day, actually, because everything in my life started be, be, becoming about, let's just show the world that I can do this, not... I did this and I got the result. And so it very much became about can I establish the routine rather than what do I do while I'm actually doing the, yeah. the work? And so obviously we all have goals and things like that. Um, but like to me, the gym is more important than I just showed up. Like so if I get there and I get tired and I'm just done, I leave. Like I, I don't want to hate the gym right. ever. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, and so many people that I know that go and, and leave and just hate it, just hate it. <laughs> They hate it because they have hurt themselves, they've, they've injured themselves, or they're so sore that that feedback loop gets yeah. messed up. And I still get sore when I, you know, I, I'm kind of in that spot where I truly believe it's just about going. Yeah. And so, like today, I was there, right? And I got to the end of one of my things and I was like, I'm finished. You know, I, I probably need to do more to get more out of this time that I spent here, but like, I'm done. And I really do believe that for a lot of people that that is not something that they just really enjoy doing. Make it about checking that box and just showing yourself that you can check a box and everything changes. And and that carried force to everything because what happens is is your confidence, your self-confidence comes from I checked the yeah. box, not I'm down five pounds. And, and I think that that's the big thing is, is I started really understanding this work from home thing. The routine was more about did I do that thing that day, not did I do that thing today well. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and what's so great about this is 
and, and people are listening like, okay, where are you going with this? What's so great about this is most people never actually develop the habit or the routine, mm. yeah. period. They just don't. And so the idea is, is if all you have to focus on is checking the box, even if you don't do it great, whatever that action is, even if you don't wash your face perfectly, even if you don't, you know, there's so many things that we do that are little pieces of the day that are annoying. Like maintenance sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, that's the thing is like we all love things that we get a big bang out of it. It's like it's fun. That's great. But maintenance is like the, the thing that we hate doing. But maintenance is the thing where all your self-confidence comes mm. from, period. That's it. And so, you know, the folks that I know that spend their day feeling like lions attacking the world are just incredibly good at the little routine maintenance yeah. things. And so when I, you know, getting back to sort of where we are with this is like, what was the hardest part for me? It was detach detaching the maintenance stuff from like, oh, I'll have smoother skin if I do this. Oh, I will be a little bit healthier if I do this. Oh, I will I will have bigger arms or abs if I do this. And it was all about don't care about those things so much. It's just did I do the thing that day? Can I check it off in the calendar? And I think this is, you know, I, I I'm like, where did I first start getting down this path? I think it's something called the Seinfeld method. Uh -huh. Like Jerry Seinfeld is notorious for, you know, just check it on the calendar. Yeah. And you want to you want to talk about somebody that's like incredibly consistent. If you look at this man, like the dude has no need for money. I mean, has no need to ever work a, a day in his life, but still to this day, consistently writing jokes, consistently putting out yeah. content. And and that's the thing. That's why he's one of the greats, but it's it's consistency. And so, you know, one of the things that I really learned along the way is consistency equals confidence. Yeah. That's it. Like so true. I I thought I thought confidence would come from feedback from other people. And of course it does. Like we all need we all need feedback from other people, but it's so much easier to get good feedback from people if you are projecting something that's confident before and that comes from consistency. That's uh, so true. And just to relate it even to the gym thing, I mean, what is it better to to run a 5k twice a week or is it better to go every single week and have a 20 minute walk, you know, like it's, it's, it's about establishing that checklist routine and, and things like that. So I, I, and I think you, something you said a minute ago really stuck out to me. You said something about uh, uh, being a lion. So all the lions that, you know, so this, we're talking about the things that are going well from working home, the things that are making you feel good, that are, that are kind of building you yourself up and making you feel like that lion every single day. But man, aren't there some days that you just wake up and feel like a drowned rat and, and, and can't get out of it throughout the day when it comes to from working from home. I, I, I know for sure I can tell you about several of those of mine. And, and I, and I think you've probably had those along the way too. So tell me about, tell me about those days for you. What, and just in general, there's, I know there's some shit out there that sucks about working from home. What, what kind of, what kind of stuff am I talking about? Uh, listen, some days the sale that you that you spend a week prepping doesn't go well. Um, some days the you know you you put a lot of work into a product. For me, this this is what it is. I put a lot of work into a product, and I get in, I present it to people, and they don't buy. Mm. And you know the hard part is not necessarily the money; it's that I missed a connection, and that's what drives me crazy. What really drives me crazy is when I don't make the connection of why something doesn't work, when I don't understand something well enough to do my job. And I think for most of us from a professional standpoint, if we're not talking personal, that's when, it, when, when you don't understand the job well enough to do the job well, 
that's when I feel like I just had my butt handed to me. Some days it's just fires. Like just there's just fires to put out. Things break. You know, every so often, like we'll we'll do a sale and the buy button doesn't work. <laughs> and that's just tech, yeah. man. And I think the important thing is is it's okay to get everything where it's not on fire anymore, and then to take some time away and go cry about it. Not actually cry, but but you know what I'm saying. It's like it's okay to go lick your wounds for a couple minutes, but you have to understand that I it's only this amount of yeah. time. And I think that's the most important thing for me is is really when those things go wrong. I I do allow myself some time to have a healthy uh, uh, feeling bad for yeah. myself. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't believe in that whole quit feeling bad for yourself crap. No, take some time to feel bad for yourself, and then real quickly you'll you'll see why it's complete bullshit that you're feeling bad for yourself, and you'll get over it. And I think that that's the thing is the other really big part about this whole thing is on your bad days, what do you do to take yourself out of that cycle? Because that's where a lot of it comes from. We get in cycles and yeah. things just keep sort of happening because of where we are. And so how do you take yourself out of those cycles? Some dumb things that I do is sometimes I literally get out and just drive in circles. And the idea is usually when you're – even when you're doing good things, when you're doing bad things, you're in a cycle and you're, you're hitting streaks, yeah. right? So if you're in a streak that you don't like, what do you do to completely break that streak up? A lot of times it's me leaving my desk, you know, getting out of in front of that um, and just going for a walk. Or for me, it's getting in a car and driving and, and driving in circles and doing some things that completely remove me for it, it usually only takes 15 minutes. It's not something that takes a lot of yeah. time. And, you know, I, I, some people are listening and they'd be like, well, Atkins, that's great. But what if I'm on a deadline? Walk away for five. I mean, like that's really all it takes to break that pattern in your brain, good or yeah. bad. And... I think that that is the big key is when we get into something bad, when you're having a bad day, usually that bad day spirals into something worse if you don't understand how to break that cycle before it starts spiraling even worse. And so walking away, knowing when to fold them, knowing when the day is done, because there is no done day with Uh. us. There's that, a good there's a good that, point. Knowing when the day is done. Talk about that cuz man that rings that rings loud and true. You know, you, you we all have goals through the day. Yeah. At our jobs though, we get to walk away. Yeah. You know, the the clock strikes 5, the clock strikes 6 or whatever time you get off work and you get to go home and it's a built-in automatic, but with your gig that you run from home um or on the road and traveling whatever you're doing, if you're running this stuff from a backpack and your computer, there is no off yeah. time. There, you know, and once again, this is self-discipline to know that it's time to walk away. And really, for me, the hardest part is to understand because there's always more work. There's always more that you could do. But understanding when your brain can no longer process decisions effectively. When, when are you not sharp anymore? And as I said, sometimes getting sharp, again, is walking away and coming back. Sometimes, though, being sharp is saying, I can't do this anymore today and understanding, hey, you know what? I can get up early tomorrow and get an extra hour in. I can do those things. But right now, whatever work that I do is not going to be up to the standard that I need to be. And I think the the really crap part about that is that takes practice. That takes a lot of practice to understand how your own head works and understanding, okay, if I do go take my walk and I come back and I'm not there anymore – and I can't. I just can't get back there. Calling it a day, going to watch TV for a little while, going to do something else that makes you happy, or at least takes your mind off of it, and being like, "Okay, we'll come back." But it's all 
self-discipline when you work from home. And I think that that's probably the most – that was the most difficult thing that I had to go through when I first started working from home is I had – and I still don't have the self-discipline that I want. Yeah. But I had to build in so much more self-discipline uh, you know, those first few years. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made it. I would have had to go back to a day-to-day gig uh, in a job job because it, it, it could kill you yeah. <laughs> if you don't watch also, it. And don't you think, too, that it takes a lot of – um, I don't know, maybe self-awareness or, or, or the taking the time to spend on yourself to figure out what are those ticks? What are those things that I'm learning about myself when I'm working from home that I, that make me realize, Hey, there's this storm coming. I'm about to be at burnout level. My bandwidth is almost full yep. realizing that and then learning to kind of understand how to react to those before they become, you know, blow ups, which I mean, they can, they can absolutely become that way. Yeah, you know, you know I, I think there's some really terrible ways to deal with this, and this is when we get into some scary stuff. Um, the first few years, um, I didn't have a lot of outlets, and so my outlets, I had to go create my outlets. In the first few years, my outlets were just bars. Now I spend a, I spend a lot of time in bars still. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, but I'm in bars. I'm in bars for different reasons sure. now. The first few years, it was just like I've got to be around people. And unfortunate part about being in bars is alcohol and. Um, while I think alcohol is a very good thing, uh, when in moderation, when you are trying to deal with problems with alcohol, it can be a bad thing. And I don't ever consider myself as, as I was in a scary alcoholic place or anything like that. But there's definitely times where I'm like, am I medicating myself huh. to to deal with this, or am I doing this because it's fun? Yeah. And there was definitely a few years there um, in between, you know, after I got out. And when I really started cranking with this, where I was absolutely medicating myself with alcohol, some of us medicate ourselves with caffeine, some of us medicate ourselves with this, <laughs> uh, you know, but, but, but the point is, is medication is never a bad thing if it's done the right way. Uh, well, that, that's not 100% true, but you guys know where I'm going with this, right? The idea is things can be bad. And so one of the things I really had to watch out for was these things that uh, are fun for me, am I letting them go too far? And um, that was something I had to really deal with. And I think you're right. It's learning those pieces of the puzzle, learning how far you can take something without it being a problem, learning, hey, what are healthier ways to get out of this? And, and honestly, uh, the, the healthy thing that I took, took away from this was getting to the gym. Mm. But when I first did that, I took it too far to the gym side yeah. too. And so it, it's about balancing those extremes. And unfortunately, the only way you can do that um, – I can tell these stories. You can tell these stories. But the only way you can do that is experience. And, yep. and the only way you get experience is this, consistency. You know, and, and I think that's the thing is when you can do something consistently and, and kind of start to really self-modulate fast, that's the key. And um, that, that was the savior for me is like there was a point to where I got to go into the gym and I was like doing it too much, doing it too much, cut it back. You don't need the full hour. You need 30 yeah. minutes. Oh, you need 20 minutes. Yeah. If you go 20 minutes every day, that is your pocket. And that's right now, that's kind of what puts me in the spot that I need to be. But I tell you what, it was bouncing back back and forth between extremes for a while because I don't know. I, I think sometimes we, when we grow up, we go straight from having parents tell us what to do to college where we go a little crazy to a career where the job tells us what we have to do. And then we get into this place where we're we're doing our own gig, and there's nobody regulating us anymore. And it you have to be very careful 
about those things. So uh, you get yeah, no, I think you're totally right. Before before we get away from what sucks about it, I got to ask you about this because this is something that's kind of sure. that's stuck on in in my head all the time uh, about working from home, and that's distraction. So tell me, you got any you got any tips for? keeping yourself on point because I found that to be difficult sometimes, whether it's someone ringing the damn doorbell or, you know, some, someone uh, calling me or I need, you know, my, my lovely wife texts me and says, I need to put some clothes in the washing machine, you know, whatever it is, there's, there's just distractions all around you when you're in your own home, you're safe, you're in a, you're in a place that you recognize and you, and you, and you interact with all the time. So talk about distraction. Like what, what kind of, what kind of, have you seen challenges from that from your standpoint? And if so, how'd you deal with them? Um, the thing that I tell everybody that, that I work with um, that I think is incredibly important is you have to tell your significant other and you have to really tell yourself, you treat your work like you're not at home. Yeah. That's it. Like that, that is the number one thing. Like, listen, text me if you need something, yeah. but I won't get to it until this time because that's when I have a right. break. And so, Getting, getting everybody that I have that has a spouse that works outside of the home or a boyfriend and girlfriend that works outside of the home, that's incredibly difficult for them to understand at first because they'll leave the kid at home or they'll leave, you know, work for them to do at home because they think they're at home. They can do these yeah. things. No, this is my job. And so, number one, it's establishing those boundaries with your significant other, but also, number two, establishing those boundaries with yourself that you say, no, when I'm at work, I'm working and I will schedule some time in later in the day and keep it consistent from week to week that I can do chores and things that I want to do around the house, but this is work time. And yeah. I think that that's, that's the first thing that, that's really, really hard. The other, the other key thing with this is um, really getting into that vibe of working from home and challenges and distractions um, is sort of this measured time. And the problem is, is when you give yourself a, an amount of time, it will take that long to do the task. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I found that is very effective for me, I don't use it every day because I am very self-disciplined at this point. But when I find myself falling out of self-discipline and noticing it's taking me a lot of time to do something, I'll use a, a Pomodoro timer or however you say yeah. that. But it's the little, you know, it's the little, uh, you know, used to see them in the house. But like you can download apps. Um and the idea is I will set an amount of time that I have to do a task. And even if I think you know it's going to be shorter or longer, I will set an amount of time to do a task and it never fails. I get the, whatever task I have to do done in that amount yeah. of time. And so that has been an incredible self-discipline tip for me in terms of that. Um, the other thing, though, is I, I think it's incredibly important that when you work from home, that you give yourself the kinds of breaks that you would have in a, in a normal mm. gig. And, you know, sometimes we'll work through lunch and that's not healthy. That, that throws everything else off. You know, is you have to have a time that you eat yeah. lunch and, and establish that routine. And so I, I think that's the thing is it's, it's always about, am I pretending that I'm actually leaving somewhere and going to a place? The last thing I'll say is this, if at all possible, you don't even have to have a full room in your house but have a room or have an area, especially if you can kind of quarantine it off. Have an area that this is work, yep. and 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 nothing and nothing yep. else. Like that, that's such a key for me. Like when I walk into this room, um, I'm either playing music or I'm working. Yep. There's no there's there's nothing else that this room is is about. Um, and I it's just a good band room too. But <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But the idea is 
when I walk into this room, when I when I actually walk, because the door that I have to go through is right there. When I walk through that door, my brain transitions. If I'm not ready to work, if I can't work, I don't walk through this yep. door. And, and that's and I know if I do walk through that door and I'm try to work and my brain's not there, it's gonna be subpar yep. work. But I, I think that's the thing is like you know in my in my bedroom I sleep. That that's that's pretty much it. Like you know the only thing that I do in that room is sleep, and I try to not watch a lot of TV. And not that I don't occasionally, but like I try to really segment those things off. And once again, we get into self discipline. It's incredibly hard to say, well, this is just my workspace. This is it. But but our brain, that's yeah. how it works. Our brain goes into an area, and our brain will immediately turn on to do something because we're in that area. And it took me a while to learn that, but once I learned it, everything got easier. Yeah, and all those things connect, right? I mean, from the minute we wake up, it's it's you know establishing a routine, it's putting clothes on, it's brushing your teeth, it's taking a shower, it's going to work, whatever that means for you, whether it means going to this space, whatever it is, it all makes sense. That's that's all good stuff. So so you have you've actually really built Serial Progress Seeker and the and the brand and your everything is built using a fully remote team, right? Like that's, that's kind of what you've done. So talk about what it's been like to build a team that's fully remote. And, and, you know, is it, has it been challenging at any point to kind of set, um, I mean, to set like company culture with a bunch of folks that are remote and spread out all over the world? Like what, what's that like? Uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's always hard to build good culture into your business. It starts with what's your mission and who are you trying yeah. to help? I mean, you have to have those things down, right? Um, but I think that my my thing that is is hard for me, and I had to understand this, is I am incredibly bad at being a micromanager. Um, you know, not that I don't want to do it sometimes and don't think about doing it, but I'm I'm bad at it. I'm I'm just not good. I don't work well with people that need to be micromanaged. Yeah. And so sometimes the people that we work with need more direction and they need somebody to check their work every day. I can't work yeah. with them. And understanding this about myself was incredibly important. It's so I have a filter. I have somebody on my team that I work with that does work with those kinds of people. Yep. And so I will pass down, hey, we need this done. Go find someone that can do this or do it. And so like I'm really good at working with managers. Um, you know, I'm, I'm good at working with people that I say, hey, we need this done. I don't have to tell them how to do it necessarily. They go figure out how right. to do it. It took me an incredible amount of time to understand that that's who I was. and but once, but once I figured that out, this remote stuff got easier because I found people that were great managers, great organizers, and they could do that. And I just had to realize, okay, this is my vision, and I pass it down. And understanding that that's the kind of business that I wanted to build, and those are the kind of people that I want to do. So what my day looks like for anybody that you know, is actually curious, my day actually looks like I talk to three, four people. That's it. Like I work with three, four people. Even though we work with an incredible amount of people across the world every single day, I only have to interact with three, four people. And those three, four people kind of carry out what we need to be done. And it works well for me. But, you know, I would much rather invest my time on enriching and helping grow those three, four people and helping them get to, you know, where they want to go than having to spend it on a lot of people. And so I get to spend very high level time with those people. And then they get to kind of do what they need to do, and and a lot of, you know, a lot of what I do with them is teaching them when to cut cord on somebody that's not doing what they need to do. You know, it, it happens, yeah. or when to bring someone closer, and when to do more with them, when to put more money into that that resource. And so, you know, I think the thing for me with building a team is 
Who do you want to spend a lot of your time with? That's big. And, and you know the people that we have here, uh, whether it's Ashton you know, that manages customer support, that edits this podcast. Uh, it's Alicia that manages all of our you – know, she works with the lawyers. She works with a lot of our content creators that do a lot of the graphics for this. She is our general organizer, and she basically is our <laughs> boss. Like that, you know, I, I know that this is my company, but Alicia is our <laughs> boss, and she kind of points us where to go and keeps us organized. No matter who I'm working with, a lot of it is about do I like those people, yeah. and do I really enjoy working with those people? Do I are we kind of pointed at the same thing? Everybody on our team is very focused on how do we teach people to be, have their own business that they can have more freedom and it's yeah. theirs. You know, it, all of us that is our mission and what we're really about, but also all of us are very focused on self um, growth. And so really quickly these days we know if somebody's a good fit for us from top to bottom um, because that's that's kind of what they're focused on too is is those core things. Right. If you get somebody that isn't into the guts of, you know, what you're doing and, and your mission and what you're doing, they tend to not last. And so we've gotten over the, it took me years, man, but it took, you know, we're really focused now on making sure that those are the kinds of people that come on board with us. And when they come on board with us, are we doing everything that we can to continue to sow that mission into that person? So they get it even deeper yeah. with that. We, we do well, do we still make mistakes from time to time? Of course. Um, but a lot of the mistakes we make is when we sort of move away from that core mission. And so, all the time. That's what we're trying to do is how do we live more of that? And every one of my people, and this is the last thing I'll say on this, every one of my people, I try, especially the ones that I, the three or four that I talk to and work with, I'm like, how do you make this your own? Yeah. Like, how do you make this company more yours? How do you build something in this company that we need to be doing that you see is the right way to go with this that um, that is absolutely something you brought to the table? When that happens, the company gets more and more interesting when the company is just about me and what I see, the company gets real stale. And so that's that's kind of my vision of things. It's like if you're here and you've been here longer than a couple of years, you're fully expected to make the company your own. And that's how we continue to be relevant. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it makes perfect sense. No, so, uh, so obviously, you know, obviously the number of people that now work from home is <laughs> much larger than, say, a few years ago. Right. Um, I feel I still feel like, though. And you tell me if I if you you think this is off base at all, but I still feel like there's a large portion of our population that's incredibly intimidated about the idea of working from home. Now I'm going to tell you right now, my mom is a prime example. My mother right now is still in the working world, still out there, you know, trying to get to a point where she doesn't have to be in the working world anyway anymore. That's 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 her goal. That's where she is. That's the age she is, and it makes perfect sense. But she's still at a point where she needs to be able to find things that she can do that bring in income, that make her feel secure, that, you know, provide, you know, health benefits, you know, the important things that you need right. and stuff like that. So she's, she's come across a handful of potential remote opportunities. And I'll tell you right now, my mom is one of the sweetest people on the face of the earth has so many skills that she doesn't even probably even tap into and realize all the time. And, and, and maybe doesn't always just equate to a 
to a resume. Um, but that being said, she is incredibly intimidated about anything that comes across that could potentially be mean that she's going to work from home or work remotely. So what, what do you, what advice would you have for someone like that? Who's either, you know, a part of that mindset or a part of that generation, or honestly, and it doesn't even have to be an age thing. I think there's probably people our age and younger even that are just intimidated about that because they've got that mindset that we've been talking about from the very beginning that was that was kind of programmed into us maybe you know any kind of advice you could have for someone like that who's still reluctant to to making that jump making that move to working from home working for themselves i think a lot of times it's because um when we were coming up a lot of there were so many scams and that was the majority of the work from home opportunities yeah, that's true uh, to now that they're so now, now that that percentage has shifted a lot, and I, I think the number one thing with working from home is um, find out what the mission of the company is. Period. Yeah. I have yet to run across a scam company that was really good at getting that across. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the thing is, is if you're going to work from home, you've got to believe in the mission of what's happening because otherwise none of the other stuff matters. Like a lot of people want to work from home just because they want to work yeah. from home, right? Yeah. That that doesn't work. That that just doesn't work. Like you'll be back in a in a day job, you know, soon if that's the whole thing. You got to believe in the product. You got to believe in the mission of the company. And until you find that, no, the answer is absolutely stay away from it because it, it, none of it comes together the way it needs to. But I think that, as I've said, we're in a shift right now where there's there's going to be a lot more work from home opportunities because there's a lot of value to be delivered. My vibe is I get more out of my people if they are in a work-from-home environment. Mm. Um, now, I know if we were in a building, we'd get a lot done. Our business would look very different. But we all very much have a lifestyle that we enjoy because we get to work from home. Right. And so there's a level of creativity that gets born out of that that you know I think can be very difficult sometimes in a workspace. But I think that that's the thing. When you're looking at opportunities and – you know, I don't think a lot of people start off, even with the working from home, if they start off doing it their own business, they would start off doing it for somebody else. What is it that you're producing? What's the value that you're putting into the world? If that's something that you believe in, give it a shot. Yeah. And here's the other thing. A good work from home opportunity in terms of like how you get your paycheck, how you get uh, signed up with the IRS connections, you know, the information you have to give it's going to look very similar to a work in an office type of yeah. gig. If those things aren't present, it's a scam. Uh, that's <laughs> you know? a good point. It's a good and, point. And so one, one of the things that we have to be, you know, I work from home and everybody's like, oh, it seems very loosey-goosey and a lot of things. Yes, but like the way we run a business and run uh, HR and, you know, those, those things, it's very similar to that. And so when you're looking at those things, it's, you know, if you're like, oh, is this a scam or not? If it looks doesn't look like what it looked like when you signed up for an in-person gig, Yes, obviously you can do your interview remote. You can do a lot of things remote, but it's still the employment process is going to be very similar because legalities are legalities. Yeah. And so I, I think that's the thing. Number one, believe in the mission, in the product, and what you're what you're going after. Number two, do you believe in the people that you're working with? Are they giving you a good vibe? Number three, just does it look like a real gig with the paperwork that you've got to fill out to be a part of this. And then I think it's always important to get some references on the company. You know, companies are asking us for references. Get references on the company. Who sure. knows this company? How did you find out about them? And if, you know, you do those things and you're going to be nine times out of 10 in something that's you're successful with. Yeah. Uh, no, I completely agree. I love that so much. And I, I, I love so much that we've been able to literally 
talk this entire time. We're you and I are both literally sitting in our own homes as we speak. So talk about eating your own dog food, right? Uh, it just kind of, it just yeah. adds some validity to what it, everything that you've said along the way, and, and I'm sure you'd agree with me here. But whether you work from home, whether you're a waitress, you're a toll booth operator, or you're a freaking neurosurgeon. You got to do what makes you happy, right? You got to do what works for you and your personality, what puts you in the best situation financially, physically, emotionally, whatever it is. At the end of the day, I mean, life's just too damn short to play this game any other way, right? I mean, do you, do, I know you agree with that. I have to ask you, but, uh, you know, anything you want to add to that? Uh, the only thing I will add is please send me more flavors <laughs> that you like of this, you guys, because. I don't know. I don't know. This was delicious. I don't need to drink any more of this because I am getting ready to bounce off the walls. But send me no. I think the most important thing with with this is what do you really want out of your life? If freedom is something that you want, if it's a certain amount of income, you've got to be very clear with those things. I would never have gone into this gig if I didn't have those things mapped out of what I wanted. Because if I hadn't had what I wanted out of it, um, the discipline to get there would have been incredibly hard to have. Um, when I came into this, I knew exactly the amount of money I wanted to make. I knew exactly what I wanted to have out of it. And it's amazing how that materialized and the discipline grew to to hit that. And with that, the opportunities that came with it have far surpassed what I thought I would ever have with this gig. But it's all about being very clear on what do you want out of a gig that you don't have to go to an office. Yep. And if you're clear on those things – more often than not, you're not going to get yourself into trouble when you actually go that direction because you have both the motivation and the boundaries um, of what you're actually after. And when you're clear on that, you don't find yourself in trouble. You find yourself in trouble with just about everything in life where you get into a situation and you don't really know what you're after. Yeah. And you know, that, that's that's my my big piece of advice there is make sure you have those those criteria in place so that you can have boundaries and you can create the life that you want. 